Welcome to Is It My Time? This is for the person asking, is it too late to make a difference? Too late to make a change? Up to this point, a major part of your identity has been as John's wife, or Sarah's mom, or even that go-to person at work, the one you can get a job or a task to and they'll get it done, in the job description or not. But something's happened and there is now some time or space in your daily life. Time that allows you to hear that voice you've kept quiet, staying busy with everyone and everything else. The voice is asking, is this all there is? Is it too late to do something else? Be something else? Is there more to me or this life? We will answer those questions and more, but first we have to build a firm foundation. That is necessary to support anything you wish to build or establish. The most solid foundation out there is one built on truth, God's truth. He created you, He gifted you, and He has plans for you. Absorbing God's word and love for you will help establish that solid foundation. Grounding yourself in your identity in Christ will make you formidable and capable of achieving anything. Hey friends and welcome back. I hope your scripture study last week was fruitful and inspiring. Uh, this week we have to make a decision based on last week's work. Whether you were a bookender or a time blocker, we were working on Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The decision you need to make is this. Do I feel that I have gotten all that I can out of this verse? If memorization was my goal, did I get it memorized? If internalizing the concept was my goal, did I? Do I believe what the scripture is telling me? Depending upon your answers, you will either choose to stay with this verse another week or you will choose to move on to our next verse to study. Remember, there is no right or wrong answer. You are not competing with anyone else. This is your study, your time with God. You are the one that determines your success or determines the progress that you're making. If you do feel that you have gotten everything out of the verse last week that you can and you're ready to move on, the verse that I was led to for this week was 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 7. In the NIV version, it reads, But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Now, I know when I was setting up the parameters last week, I suggested that you look at a single sentence type scripture to work with. However, since I was led to this scripture, uh, you can look at it uh, one of two ways. You can try to memorize or work uh, with the three sentences in whole. And from the time blocker perspective, that's not that difficult. You are studying the whole scripture, the whole passage. From the bookend perspective, if you're trying to memorize or internalize a single, uh, single sentence or concept, it may prove more difficult. You are spending at least 15 minutes at the beginning of the day and at the end of the day uh, repeating this information to yourself. You could try all three sentences or you could shorten it to one that sticks out to you as the most important simply as an example, the last sentence. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. For you, internalizing that sentence there, you're trying to remind yourself that the Lord is looking at your heart. He looks below the surface. That is what is important, not your outward appearance. 
The Lord sees and knows the true you, whether society does or does not, and the Lord's opinion is the one that matters. Remember, this is the first step to grounding your identity in Christ, figuring out how God feels about you, why you were created, and His purpose for you. When we get that on lock, we can then proceed with those dreams, goals, or ambitions you've been holding on to, probably inspired to have in the first place, and move confidently forward to bringing those things to life. All through Christ who strengthens you, right? Now, it is not my intention to go week to week studying a single scripture. It was just my intention to show you a pattern of study, showing how you can start with a scripture one week and either continue until you feel you've gotten the most that you can get out of it and then move on or continue with it until you have accomplished all that you wish to do with that particular concept or idea. I actually hope to explore more uh, listener-inspired topics, but for lack of those, uh, we can always work through examples from my past or from people you may find familiar. I also hope to add the occasional interview. While the Bible has a hall of faith in Hebrews 11 containing names you'd recognize as folks credited with having faith, names like Abraham, Sarah, Jacob, Moses, David. I want to bring you everyday men and women who can share their story or testimony about their faith and about how having their identity firmly planted in Christ has enabled them to do things in their life that otherwise would not have been possible. I don't know about you, but I find it more easy to relate to someone more like myself and if they've been able to accomplish something because their identity was firmly planted in Christ and they had a strong sense of faith, then maybe, just maybe, I could too. But these plans are for the future, and right now we need to circle back to this week's first in 1 Samuel chapter 16. I want to share with you from that uh, commentary that we had worked with last week, the Transforming Word. Um, This scripture was referring to Saul. Saul had been chosen previously because he looked like a king. He was the one that people felt should be king all because of his outward appearance. He was tall, good-looking, muscle-bound, strong. He was what the people felt a king should look like. And at that point, God granted him their wish. However, he lost favor with God. And now Samuel was here to find or appoint a replacement. So as we turn to the commentary, it says, Samuel is directed to Bethlehem to anoint a new king. But this one-time friend and confidant of Saul fears Saul when called by God to do this task. This is evidence of Saul's decline. To protect himself and keep this anointing from public awareness, Samuel's stated purpose for coming to Bethlehem is to offer a sacrifice to the Lord. Before the Deuteronomic reforms of the 7th century, family sacrifices were apparently part of Israelite family religion. He invites Jesse and his sons. As with the selection of Saul, the rejection of David's older brothers indicates Yahweh's interest in the human heart. A godly heart is one quality this kingly office needs and demands, and now will be found in the youngest son of Jesse, the one not worthy to be presented before Samuel until Jesse is specifically asked if he has another son. God chooses the least likely one. 
Samuel privately anoints David before his family, and like Saul, David is filled with the Spirit of the Lord. The process to move the royal kingship from Saul to David has begun, but this will be a long process. Many years and many trials will pass before David will sit securely on the throne of Israel. Now, as you read something like that commentary, you're reading um, that writer's interpretation of the context of the scripture, and it's applying strictly to that particular situation between Saul, Samuel, and David. However, never forget that an example can be found in any situation that's applicable to you and I, such as the fact that people look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. That applies to you and I just as easily as it did to this situation. Just as there are multiple layers to any story you live or tell, there's multiple layers to Scripture. Layers which can be applied in whole or in part to your particular life situation. It is my hope that you continue to study the Word as we continue to work together and that you truly come to enjoy it as much as I do. Until next time, I hope you have a blessed week and fruitful studies. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Next time, we'll check in and see what progress we've made. I'll share a few of my favorite scriptures, and I'd love to share any you found helpful. You can share those in a review of this podcast or over in my podcast community on Facebook. I'll drop a link in the show notes. I'll read some of those reviews or posts and share about the scriptures you've written about. Until next time, happy reading.